Hello everyone. Welcome to Fit Body Happy Joints. This week we're going to do a little bit of a different episode. I was interviewed by an Evelyn member who has her own podcast called The Happy Nervous System. Her name is Kendra Della Hook. I love the premise of her business. It's all about um, working with your nervous system to improve your overall health. But in this episode, I thought I would share it with our audience because it's super applicable. It kind of takes a lot of things that we talk about in, in other episodes and brings them all together in like a tidy little package. So we talk about why burning calories isn't effective. We talk about maybe the reason why we are wired to believe that more is better in our workouts and it's because of advertising. So I talk a little bit about that. Um, and then we talk about how to work with your nervous system instead of against it to ultimately have better results. Um, I thought it was a really great interview. Kendra is an awesome person. Definitely recommend going to give her podcast a follow and a listen as well. And I hope you enjoy. Here we go. All right. So today we have a very, very special guest. Um, Shannon is here with us and I truly am probably your biggest fangirl. I am so, so, so excited for you to share about everything you're doing with fitness and exercise. Um, it's, I know all my listeners really care about their body and working out. I think there are just endless myths out there about what works and what is effective and yeah, I'm just so excited for you to share your wisdom with everyone. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I, I mean, your title, the title of your podcast, Happy Nervous System, is just <laughs> right up my alley. So I'm excited to chat with you today. Yeah, yeah. Well, everything I stand for and, and Roya and the Happy Nervous System, it really having a happy nervous system gives the best results. And I say it's so important in everything you do. And I have not touched on exercise yet. So maybe to get us started, do you want to share a little bit about why you created Evlo? And then we'll get into why having a happy nervous system matters with movement and with exercise. Yes. So my background is I'm a physical therapist. And I, when I was in private practice, I, many of my clients were fitness minded. They were in great shape. They were working out every day. Um, getting them to the gym was not the problem. The problem is that their workouts were wearing them down and they were accelerating the aging of their joints. Like I had so many clients that were like in their thirties, forties, fifties that were feeling 30 years older than they actually were. Um, their joints were aching. They felt it was like hard to get up and on and off the couch. And yet they were going to the gym and doing hundred burpees and squatting twice their body weight but they couldn't do basic things like sit on a bar stool or um, be on a plane ride without back pain or like run around the yard with their kids without their knees hurting. And so, uh, and I was actually experiencing the same thing. I was over-exercising, um, you know, cause I thought the more you exercise, the more fit you'll be. And what I would have come to learn is that that's not true. <laughs> it's more about exercising smart, not exercising long or hard. And so I have had my own battle with chronic pain that I've overcome through um, digging into the science of biomechanics and neurology and exercise science to create a method where, you know, now I only work out, I work out for less than an hour, five days a week. I take two days off. I have zero joint pain and I'm in the best shape of my life. 
Um, and I've helped a lot of other clients do the same thing. So my mission is to get away from the marketing that, you know, has embedded untrue, not science-based beliefs in all of our heads and get more into how can we learn how the body adapts and work with our body instead of against it. So that's why I started EFLO. Oh, oh, it's so good. I grew up in LA and living here. I'm sure I think you just moved here, right? Yes. We need to meet up soon. I know. I know we do. Um, But the fitness industry in LA, it's just overwhelming and I love it. And for so long, I was going to so many classes that, I mean, it was fun socially. I think there's a a piece of that, that, um, I I miss, but my body was breaking down, like you were saying. And I think the main reason why what you're doing is so extremely powerful is because no one has done it before. Like the messages you are sharing, I really view you as a pioneer, like in the field, I have not heard or seen any fitness professionals or leaders in the industry really talk about fitness the way that you do. So it's so neat. Well, thank you. I haven't, I certainly haven't made any of it up because it's all stuff that I've researched and learned from either other people or just on my own. Um, And so I really try to just not pull things out and just create a method out of like, this is what I think is best. I really try to study others. So I, I certainly can't take all the credit, but, um, I am trying my best to integrate this into a group fitness. I don't think anyone else is doing it in group fitness. You know, a lot of people are doing it in personal training and physical therapy, but no one's really doing it in a a scalable way where you can just work out from the, from your home, um, turn on a class and just go. So thank you. Mm -hmm. It means a lot. Yeah, it's powerful. And I work with a lot of my own clients on why more of the wrong thing is not better. And it's just so common for us to push against what works and push against what our body is trying so desperately to tell us. And I think that's why stress is just such a huge issue today. Mm -hmm. So why do you think it's important to work with your body when it comes to exercise? Well, I think a lot of people are conditioned to think that more is better. And like I alluded to earlier, this comes from decades of marketing Mm -hmm. where someone's trying to sell you something, right? But what's happened with that is that those ideas that have initially come from marketing that weren't based in science have now been so deeply embedded in our mind that it becomes difficult to think anything else because we think that those marketing messages are truth. So like, I'll give you an example. Um, Let's take like uh, a tennis shoe ad and um, the words across the screen are like, be better than you were yesterday. And that sounds great. Okay. Awesome. And you see this um, jacked, beautiful, sweaty athlete with their hands on their knees, they're dripping sweat. They look like they're about to faint because they're so exhausted from their workout that they're doing and they're wearing the shoes that they want you to buy. And so what happens with those subtle messages is that that's saying, without saying it, if you want to look like this person, you have to buy these shoes and you have to be near death in your workouts in order for your body to look like this. 
But, you know, there's lots of issues with trying to compare ourselves to athletes. One of it is that it's their full-time job to look like that. The second is that most of their bodies are completely broken down. And there's a reason that um, professional athletes' careers are so short is because it's not sustainable. So those things are should not be, those ideas should not be applied to the general public because you'll burn out real quick. And, um, the, the world is feeling that. And I have seen that from so many people where they're like, man, I love your philosophy. My body feels so much better. I work out for way less time than I ever have, but I'm struggling with the mindset. I'm struggling with that. I don't have to burn a thousand calories in my workout. I'm struggling with that. I don't even have to work out for a full hour. And yet they're still like, they come back to me, you know, two months later and they're like, my muscles are bigger than they've ever been. Like how? And they're like freaked out. They're like, I'm doing less than I've ever done. And it's because more is not better. When we overstress our system, that's not a state where your body thrives and grows. When our system is overstressed because we're stressed in our lives and then we layer on intense exercise every single day, our nervous system is overwhelmed. And it's just trying to keep us above water, let alone try to adapt and build a stronger body from the workouts that we're actually doing. So my whole like philosophy is don't work out harder. Don't work out longer, work out smarter, work, work out in ways that your body will adapt from, not just continue to dig yourself into more and more stress and deeper, deeper hole. Hopefully that made sense. I went off on a rant. (laughs) No, no, it all makes sense. And it resonates personally, but also I know everyone listening. It's, it's so challenging though. And what I work with, um, with my clients on anxiety and stress management, it's so difficult to unlearn all of these messages. Like it's, it's easier to learn something new, but to unlearn it's, it's powerful. It's deep. I think sometimes it's vulnerable um, and that's why I just appreciate your program so much. And especially that you release classes every day because it's a process. And I, I think I heard in a previous episode of yours, just for some people, like tears come up and mm-hmm. slowing their nervous system and being with themselves in a new way with movement can bring up so many feelings. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a process, but I just think it's so important and hopefully the direction where the fitness industry is headed in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope so too, because, um, I think that, you know, and I did a whole episode about this, about exercise as like mental health therapy. I interviewed, um, a professional counselor who talked about it, but yeah, I mean, when we use exercise to buffer other things that are going on in our life, instead of dealing with those things head on, eventually it catches up to us. And eventually you crash and burn and you, you wake up one day and you're like, I feel 85. Um, I'm 30, but I feel 85. And none of the, none of the things in my life that have been stressing me out are actually resolved. So it's just, it can be, very quickly exercise I've found for my clients at least can be a buffer. Um, so I, I think that, yeah, it can be very vulnerable when you're like trying to change your mindset because things come up that challenge maybe the reason why you're exercising in the first place. So I've, I've definitely found that it can actually be more beneficial than just physical adaptation. It could also uncover some mental stuff that can be really powerful too. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why with movement, I try to to use the word movement with exercise, because I think for so many of us, we have this definition of exercise that's just grind until you die, like what you were saying earlier. Um, But doing movement in a new way that's enjoyable and it gives results, it's it's kind of mind-blowing. And I know a lot of people listening are probably, you know, not used to this message, but it's just so important. And I always say, like, life is hard as it is. We already are presented with a lot of stressors and change. So why not make your activities, your hobbies, the things you do on a daily basis enjoyable? But again, that can be something so new for so many of us who are used to stress. Oh, 100%. And I always say like gentle, enjoyable workouts that are consistent are Mm -hmm. so much more effective than inconsistent workouts that are intense and grind your body into the ground. So it is consistency is everything you want to be able to exercise and change your body or improve your body rather, I should say for the rest of your life. Um, Mm -hmm. So you got to look at it as a long-term investment. Um, and I think a lot of people just want the fast change. Um, it's understandable, but it's just, yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to do my part. So are you and like, okay, let's, let's get back to, um, how we can work with our bodies and with our nervous systems and with our muscular systems. So, yeah, especially with, um, diets, um, in addition to, to workouts, everything that's marketed, it's like, instant 10 pounds, get happier, get ripped. And that's Mm -hmm. just not effective. Like it just doesn't Mm -hmm. work. So it's really frustrating. It is. It is. I feel like I'm, I don't know about you. I feel like I'm climbing an uphill battle all the time. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But hopefully eventually that ladder will start to like till and more people will, will understand and start to change their lives. And I think making small steps with activities such as exercise is a great way to do that. Yes, totally agree. Totally agree. So I'm putting you on the spot a little bit with this question, but I'm curious what comes to mind when you think about maybe like the top two or three myths that you see and you hear when it comes to exercise and changing your body? Ooh, okay. Um, Well, the first one that comes to mind is that using exercise as a weight loss tool and that exercise, you know, if you work out harder, you'll increase your calorie deficit and that'll make it easier to lose weight. When actually science is starting to kind of say that that's not true. Um, There's this really interesting theory called constrained total energy expenditure, which basically just means that you cannot endlessly burn more and more and more calories. Your body tends to cap at a certain amount of calories per day that you expend. And if you work out harder, you actually don't end up burning more calories than that because your body is trying to keep you safe. And um, it will actually downregulate other systems within your body. Like you'll move less throughout the day. It's called meat. Um, which means like just any like little movements, like talking with your hands or like shaking your leg, you'll do less of that throughout the day. Other systems will be downregulated. Sometimes your digestive system, sometimes your um, cardiovascular system, sometimes your mental health system. This is why over-exercise affects the entire person because your body is downregulating all of these systems and getting worse functioning. 
Um, so I think that's the biggest myth is that, okay, burning more calories doesn't actually accelerate weight loss as much as we think, um, mm -hmm. if at all. And so I really don't like to focus on weight loss because I tend to think that if you are working on yourself holistically, it will happen and you will approach the weight that is best for your body. Um, you know, obsessing over exercise and obsessing over food to me, <laughs> you might, uh, you trade one problem for the other, right? Because it's not good for your mental health. A lot of times, many of your systems will start to shut down if you're doing too much. So I think, you know, I don't approach exercise from a weight loss standpoint. I think if you, if I <laughs> say this and it's crazy because I sell a workout program, but I'm like, <laughs> if you want to lose weight, and you have, and you're not exercising, don't even start exercising because it's going to be too much for you to start focusing on your nutrition and start exercising at the same time. Just get your nutrition down, focus on what you're eating. You don't need to exercise at all to lose weight. And that's the biggest myth I think that people see. Cause it's, drop. it's going to blow everything. I know it's, <laughs> it's like, and, I, and it's like, it would be so much easier for me to sell my membership. If I was like, this is a weight loss program, but I'm trying to do this the right way. And that is, and, and it wouldn't be true for me to say like, this is good for you to lose weight. Um, it's, it certainly doesn't hurt, but um, yeah, I mean, I just think that people see weight loss and exercise all wrong. Cause we see those commercials where it's like, I lost 70 pounds doing this, um, doing this boot camp class for the last three months. And then if we zoom out to that same person, three years later, they're coming to me and they're like, my body is torn apart. I can't do this. What do I do? So, um, yeah, I think that's kind of the biggest myth. That is a big one, but just a quick follow-up. That's another thing I really, really appreciate about the business that you started. It takes the vision and the intention from an external view and turns it inside. And I know that's not the easy way with marketing because you're right. Everything, especially on social media, it's driven by results. And I feel like our brains like crave to see perfect bodies and perfect everything. So yeah, it's just very respectable that you're taking a different approach and helping people literally build new neural networks on what health is and that it's internal. And then of course, external changes are nice, but that's secondary. Mm -hmm. You first start with the internal process of trust with your body. Totally. And what I find, which is really cool is people come to my program, not for weight loss. They come because they're like my body, I need this. My body can't tolerate these high intensity workouts anymore. And then they're delighted when three months later, they're like, Whoa, like what is this new body of mine? Like I have muscles that I've never seen before. Um, so it's just, but they come to it with the right intention. I think if you're coming to any workout program with weight loss as your intention, you will struggle somewhere along the line. Um, so I think you have to come to it with, okay, I'm going to build my body up, not tear my body down in the pursuit of burning as many calories as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So on the topic of busting myths, maybe we can talk a little bit about tracking. And I have worked with so many people who are addicted to tracking and their Apple watches and really monitoring everything that goes in and out. And I just see it as such a huge distraction of 
of tuning in and really building that trust. So do any myths or any ideas come to mind that you have around tracking and our kind of obsession, especially with calorie counting? Yeah. So um, calorie counting, at least trying to burn more calories, like we talked about, probably isn't super effective. So that's why if it's not super effective, then why are we even focusing on it at all? Like, it's like, okay, well, wait, if that's not what matters, like, why don't we just throw the calorie counting business, at least calories that you're expending, just throw that out of there. And then have you focus on, you know, how can I contract my muscle? How can I build my muscle? Because when you build your body up, you actually end up burning more calories throughout the day when you have more muscles, your metabolism increases. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think with calorie burning, uh, I think a lot of people can get very obsessive with it. Personally, I had that problem where I was so obsessed with burning calories that at the end of the day, if I didn't hit my calorie deficit, I would literally like jog in place in my apartment. And this is along the time that like my body felt horrible, like chronic pain, you know, my back, my hip, my shoulder, my wrists all over my body, it seemed, um, for, you know, two years straight. And, um, I think that you can get yourself into trouble. Some people can use fitness watches in a healthy way. Um, but I, I always encourage my clients, like, don't even start your fitness watch when you're working out because it doesn't matter. It's not a good reflection of the efficiency of your workout at all. Um, And then there's also the 10,000 steps thing. So a lot of research is showing that again, came from marketing. The 10,000 steps just is a marketing thing, just an arbitrary number. Um, But it's kind of hard to get 10,000 steps a day unless you have a really active job where you're walking around a lot. So for a lot of us, that just ends up being more stressful. It like makes us feel like we need to do more and more. Um, When in reality, the science shows that a lot less steps than that are still affected. So yes, you need to be moving throughout the day. Our population is extremely sedentary and that has other issues besides, you know, unrelated to weight, but do we need to be getting 10,000 steps a day? No. Should we be moving every day and walking probably, you know, at least once a day, preferably outside? I definitely think so. So um, I think that's another kind of one of those milestones that people are like, I need to hit this. And then they get over obsessed. And then that just like, stresses them out more and totally they just end up backtracking. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And again, it's that, um, intention it's placed on something outside of you. So that doesn't make you feel empowered. That kind of gives up your control on change and feeling good and having good mental and physical health because they are linked. They are so close. Yeah. And I think sometimes you need, there's nothing wrong with goals and having benchmarks that you want to reach. But, um, I think we just tend to get, I think we just tend to set the wrong ones. (laughs) I think our benchmarks should be like something that I like to do in our, in FLO is like, you know, are you able to go up and wait? Like, are you lifting more weight now than you were three months ago? It doesn't happen overnight. It takes a long time to build up strength and increase the amount of weight you're lifting. But that is a great benchmark because that means you're gaining muscle and you're getting stronger. So to me, that's a better benchmark than how many calories I'm burning on a day-to-day basis or how many am I getting my 10,000 steps? And so there's nothing wrong with some, some of those benchmarks. But yeah, like you said, it takes your eye off the ball. It takes your eye off of what is actually really important. And it's 
how my body is responding to this. If my body is giving me red flags, like, please stop doing this movement. My back is on fire. Please stop. And you're just focused on burning calories and looking at your watch. You might miss that completely. And then the next day you wake up and you're like, why is my back killing me? It's like, well, maybe you were kind of ignoring yourself throughout your entire workout. So maybe that's why. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And this, this idea that the body is constantly speaking to you, it's something that I put in all of my courses, but it's so important. It we've learned to shut off pain. And I have so many memories of instructors. I won't say at which gyms or classes telling you to shut the voice up in your head and shut down the pain and push through it. And that's just so damaging. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to open up that communication. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's like, And it's well-intentioned, right? Like we're not like shading, we're not throwing shade at anybody. It's well-intentioned. It's just a little misguided um, because yeah, when you're just like um, no pain, no gain, like your brain's going to tell you to stop, but you can push past. And like, I think that comes from like, you know, improving your mental and physical strength. But what happens is like, yeah, it trains you to ignore some intuition that's happening in your mind and your body. Um, I always lead with, look, if this exercise hurts you and doesn't feel good, whoa, like, let's not do that. Like your Mm -hmm. workouts shouldn't be painful. Your workouts shouldn't be no pain, no gain. I believe in no pain, all gain. Um, so it, yeah, it's, amen. (laughs) yes, it's like, I feel like, like you said, I, I had to work like, you know, triple as hard just to not only get across my own message, but also rewire like backstep all of the messaging that we've been, you know, fed unintentionally for the last, however long you've been alive. (laughs) So yeah. 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 It's a lot. And that's why I was so excited to have you on the podcast and I want to support you in every way that I can. I send so many of my clients your way because it's important. And I think it is an uphill battle and it will be for a while, but it's so worth it to, to shift. So yes, totally agree. Thank you for doing that, by the way. You're of the best. course. Of course. Okay. So before we wrap up, for those listening who maybe are a little bit mind blown and a little bit anxious because they're starting to think about the way that they exercise and move, do you have any suggestions on where to start or how to choose? a different form of exercise or movement that supports their nervous system. Totally. Um, so first I think back up and just, um, I want to explain how the nervous system adapts and how your body changes. If your body is overwhelmed, like I was saying earlier, that's not a place where your nerve, your body will thrive and grow. So you have to give your body it's a little bit of what's called feeding it catabolic, which means breaking things down in your body and anabolic, which means building things up. Those two systems have to be in harmony in order for you to grow and thrive. If the catabolic, the breaking down, like if you're doing too much exercise, if you're breaking yourself down too much, not allowing yourself enough, that anabolic to build back up, you'll just spin your wheels. Um, you might see a little results in the beginning, um, but over time, it's not sustainable. You're going to burn yourself out. So a few things that I really recommend are take a good look at the program that you're doing. And of course I have Evlo. If you want to not even think about, think about it, you can join Evlo, um, EVLO fitness, but 
the first thing I always recommend is take a look at the program that you're doing. What, what are you doing on a day-to-day basis? And there's a few things that are really important in your workout. Number one, you want to avoid overuse. So this could be, you're doing the same movement patterns every day. Like you're doing a lot of the same repetitive movements all the time. And, or are you working the same muscle groups day in and day out without allowing a couple of days in between to recover? So when you're, when your muscles are overworked and overused and overstressed, they don't actually improve because this is always so mind blowing. The results, your body doesn't get stronger from your workouts. Your body gets broken down from your workouts. Your body gets stronger during the recovery. So if you don't allow yourself time in between when you work a muscle group in order for that muscle group to actually recover and get back to baseline or hopefully stronger, then you're just going to be digging yourself into a deeper hole and you won't actually see your muscles grow. You won't actually see your metabolism improve. Your joints will start to break down all of that kind of thing. So look at your routine. Are you doing the same exercises every single day? Are you working the same muscle groups or do you have some kind of split? In our program, we do, you know, lower body on Mondays, upper body on Tuesdays, core on Wednesdays, Thursdays is kind of like a bonus class. Fridays is full body. So between Monday and Thursday or Friday, you're not working your legs. You're giving your legs a break. Um, So that would be my first suggestion. And then another suggestion that I have is to cool it on the cardio (laughs) because (laughs) cardio is, is might be a hot button for some. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. Are you cardio junkies? Don't, don't come after me, but um, cardio, cardio is great, but it is very overdosed in the fitness world. And again, for most people, I think it goes back to the calorie burning thing, which we just kind of debunked. So, um, you can get the beautiful thing about like weightlifting is that your heart and your lungs don't know the difference between if you're lifting a weight or if you're running, all they know is that there's increased demand to your tissue for blood and oxygen. So your heart has to work faster. So you might as well lift the weight and get the double strength benefits and the double cardio benefits. So the fact that we need a whole bunch of extra cardio in addition to our strength training probably isn't true. Um, I do, I recommend, I have two podcasts on cardio. Um, if people want to learn more about this, but you, you really just don't need a lot. We do two hit workouts a week and they're optional. If your body's burnt out and your, you know, your nervous system is all out of whack. I don't recommend adding those. Um, and then I re- recommend just walks every day, like short, you know, 10, 20, 30 minute walks every day, if you can. Um, So those things combined, avoiding overuse and sprinkling in cardio really intentionally are things that will set your nervous system up so that it can be in heal mode and not in like just fight or flight mode all the time. Yeah. And that's, that's another, a part of my mission. It's like debunking self-care. It's not a luxury. It is a necessity for health. So I love that. I love that you highlighted rest is a necessary part of change and of progress yes. of look, feeling your best and looking your best. So very important. And it's, that's not woo woo stuff. Yeah. Like that's yeah. science. <laughs> like that's how our body adapts. Like I was trying to say this, like, it's not like, it sounds like, Oh, that sounds nice, but who has time for rest? Well, you got to make time if you actually want to see your body improve. Mm-hmm. And, and the irony, I think everything's a mirror, especially with mental health and this, it, it goes for the way that people parent and the way you show up in relationship. 
really learning to work with your body and resting and not being in this chronic state of fight or flight. It's everything. It's so important. Yep. It's everything. It's a learned skill. That's for sure. Cause most of us have a hard time getting there. It's a lifelong journey. It's not going to be, I always try to say that like, there's no perfect way. Like you're not going to like snap your fingers and like be there perfectly balanced. And it's just, uh, it's always kind of a push pull. I go through it myself too. I've been like, especially stressed the last couple of weeks. And I'm like, Whoa, I need to like come back to myself, add in some meditation. So it goes like this, like, it's not just, it's not just like, it goes in waves. It's not just like perfect linear progression. So I always want to tell people that, that it doesn't have to look perfect. Yes. That's super important. I mean, we need stress. We need anxiety. It's they're really important messengers. So yes. yes. Blasting the idea of perfection with working out with mental health is so important because we need the things, but staying in a chronic state, that's that's a different game. <laughs> I love how you said it's messengers. Cause that's like, but the like all we're asking you to do is listen to the messengers yeah. when you, when the messengers come up, like you don't have to completely solve for them today, but like, just be like, Oh, that's like, that's what happened to me the past couple of weeks. Like I was like, Oh, wake up. Like, <laughs> let me just make yeah. some adjustments, course. Correct. Um, I, I love that. I'm going to steal that if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah. Steal it. <laughs> okay. So where can everyone find you? What is the easiest way to follow everything that you're doing? So I have a podcast. It's called Fit Body Happy Joints. Um, I think that I think the title is pretty self-explanatory. Um, and then I also have a platform, a workout platform. There's apps so that you can download. Make it super easy. We teach um, a very structured program. I teach classes Monday through Friday, and um, that's Evlo Fitness, E V L O Fitness dot com. And then Instagram, Dr. Shannon DPT. Yay. Well, thank you again for everything. So fun. Truly, I think we could talk for hours, so there might have to be a part two. But thank you so much for sharing sharing all of your wisdom. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I could talk about this stuff all day. (laughs) Thank you.